0: up perfect all right so sons of the hunt podcast episode number eight of the second season eight into april that makes sense yeah we're crushing it this year man yep pitter patter let's get at her indeed so uh yeah we got all kinds of upgrades new table Mm mm-hmm new uh it's not really new software, but no, they're... but we
1: have fine-tuned
0: the software, so yeah. it makes
1: it a lot easier on your uh, on your end when it comes to editing all this yeah. this nonsense. Could
0: you imagine going through like a year and a half worth of not really knowing how to use the software you're recording <laughs> on? <of? laughs> what an idiot! Boy, that would have been tough. Anyway,
1: uh, yeah, man, uh, yeah, we're we're cruising right along, man. Uh, yeah. I think we might have, we may have been at four by this time last year. I'm not mistaken. I don't even four, remember four, maybe five. I remember uh, we were we were really getting into the turkey content around yeah. like episode four or five last year. So uh yeah, man, we're just cruising right along.
0: Yeah. Yes, we are. And uh man, trout season's I, I'm not gonna say it's here and gone, but the the opener's gone. Indeed. I did my annual uh camping trip. It looked like
1: you had a good time. Looked like you had some fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, despite the uh the, the challenges that Mother Nature Ooh, threw you
0: away. Man, it was rough. We uh had a very soggy campfire <laughs> had like a piece of like luon like stuck in between the pile of wood trying to cover it so we can get something started there oh it was starting a campfire in moist conditions man
1: oh it's... i know it man i had to go uh what was moist it? What's, what's today you yeah, know moist that's just gonna drive people nuts <laughs> um what the hell day was it monday I went up to a buddy's place Monday and uh it was an absolute downpour, twenty yeah. mile an hour winds, and I had to start a fire outside. Yeah, that's in tough, that man. condition. I used a lot of gasoline, like the Indians used to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
0: they used to use a lot of petroleum products. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. We uh what did we oh we were using Zippo Fluid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's still it still was a it was a chore. But I'll tell you what, where it really progressed was when I uh I ran the extension cord, and uh, I set up a fan, and I just set the little fan right on the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then That'll it was it. game over. Yeah. Then the fan had three settings, so we could turn the fire from low to high <laughs> to high. <laughs> <laughs> it really roughing it. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. But, I mean, the place doesn't have running water. Or anything; it just has a service there, so. Sure. It's, it, it, it's roughing it <laughs> pretty much, but... uh. Yeah, we had a good time. We we caught some fish and uh, not many. the The rain had the streams high and muddy, and yeah, it was a little challenging. But well, that's that's uh, spring in
1: Northeast PA, man. Whether yeah. it's uh, opening day of trout, opening day of turkey season, you know, we have our uh, challenges when it comes to that. To to kind of uh, either you get out and you do it or you don't. You know, yeah. what I mean, you either got to brave the the elements or you stay home. You know what I mean? And, right so uh kudos to getting after it
0: yeah i mean it was a good time we we cooked some food outside and uh you know all, all that good stuff just it's, uh yeah,
1: sometimes that's kind of the best part of it
0: oh yeah you know i mean, I mean out, always spend time like, around
1: the fire cook some food yeah we the, end uh, up
0: doing some crazy cooking on the fire we were cooking mm-hmm. burgers and ham and all kinds of every kind of meat under the face of the sun pretty much Got in a little potato baseball. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean?
1: Didn't you swag a potato with a baseball oh, oh, bat? Oh,
0: that. that. Oh, yeah. That's actually exactly what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> man, I was like, holy crap. I definitely... Uh, yeah, we had some extra... Swing and a miss. No yeah, you know,
0: some downtime midday. You just take a t-ball bat that you found and you smack potatoes that's in the right. yard. Hey, man, you got to do something when the streams are high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway... We got turkey season coming up soon. We've been doing quite Absolutely. a bit of turkey footage, uh, reviewing it, talking about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, that's the you know that's the cool thing to do, man. All the cool kids are, are talking about turkeys this time of year. I'm telling you, I, I, you know, it's. I'm hard pressed not to get a little sick of the turkey content <laughs> in I love it. my yeah. feed, man. I love it to death. Don't get me wrong, but like when I open up my Facebook feed. 90 percent of it's turkey like sure people asking what choke and ammo camo is good for this such a rifle or i'm sorry such a shotgun and i get it people I, I and i'm all about trying to help people out but it's like the same question over and over and over yeah. just cycle back through the feed man you're gonna find the answer to the yeah. question you're about to ask 15 times yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's tough to you know but that's what i get for you know pretty much 90 percent of my feed is all hunting related content so it kinda of comes with the uh comes with the territory.
0: True, true. Yeah, I mean I have people tagging me and sending me outdoor related content all the time and it, yeah. it's it's like, do you really think I haven't seen it at this point? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm subscribed to every group, every page, like yeah, yeah, yeah trust yeah. trust me. I've seen it. if if it's coming across your feed, I've seen it. So indeed, we're good. Indeed,
1: indeed. You know, speaking of that, you know, uh, since <laughs> since I told that story about my buddy getting kicked in the nads by the goat, oh yeah, I got to thank everybody for sending me <laughs> all these ridiculous videos. of People getting just jacked up by goats. Yeah. It's it's like uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, keep them coming because uh, they don't get old.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> the parkour goat. You think there'd be a ceiling on on goat content?
1: Uh, you would think. You would think I had no idea there was that many videos out there. Uh, there's one of the, the I don't want I, I don't know if midgets the appropriate terminology the little guy that's uh, trying Whoa. to like box the goat and he just jacks him oh, up. Oh yeah, that's a great one. The yeah. parkour goat when he jumps off the wall and oh like the, guy the ninja goat. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting this like overwhelming amount of goat content. <laughs> yeah. Since uh, since the beginning of the year, so yeah, good stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to transition from goats into what we're trying uh, I know, to talk know, about I know, right now. But I uh, anywho, yeah, it got,
1: off, <laughs> got us off track as usual. Yeah,
0: but uh, no, I mean that—that's that is amazing. And I—I I also enjoy seeing the, mm-hmm. the funny goat content, especially with the the, the little people. <laughs> but... <laughs> little people
1: and goats, man—that's a winner every time. It's funny, I don't know. or goats
0: screaming—that's
1: goats. Scream- I've ever heard of goat, goat screaming. yoga
0: is big right now too. Yeah, how about that? Which is, I mean. I watch I'll watch all the goat yoga content that there is. You Seriously. You're trying to do a downward dog
1: and you got a goat standing on your butt. That's pretty yeah. interesting, man. I, you know, I, the fainting goats channel. are great too. Oh, I love <laughs> screaming just, goats. Endless entertainment. But you know, you gotta kind, of, kind of feel bad. I thought about getting one of those because my kids would get a kick out of that. Oh my god. But yeah, they did. would have a freaking heart attack. Because my kids would spend eight hours a day goat. just scaring the crap out of that goat yeah. until it fell over. I mean, and the then they would, would probably like, stroke out.
0: Goats broke.
1: Yeah. The goat, yeah the goats broke.
0: <laughs> that was another there's there's another good one too with uh the goat making all the crazy noises with his mouth.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And he they uh somebody set it to uh toxicity, I think. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. That's yeah, another one. That's, that that was another one that was sent to me.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: like
0: That one's good stuff,
1: man. Goats are uh, pretty vocal individuals that you never know that they'd have that kind you, of range. Do you
0: even know that there's a goat that lives right by your house?
1: Oh, yeah, on the other side of the road. Yeah. Yep, 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 on that big Which the main is, road.
0: It's a weird place for a goat to live, where if anyone Indeed knows where Jay is, uh, you're within city limits, yeah. so there's just a the goat that chills. Yeah, he hangs out over there in that house. I think there's two of them, actually. You should go over screaming his face.
1: Yeah, a good way to get a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Excuse me, sir, you mind if I scream at your goat?
0: <laughs> I'm just going to scream in your goat's face real quick see if he falls oh, yeah. over yeah
1: well you know what though it, it, it's definitely like a, a a town a small town vibe where i live i'm not from that town so you know I, I mean i've been there 10 years but um you know it's definitely got that small town vibe um but you know there's chickens running around yep. i mean up at the corners up at the top there by white's crossing sports shop there was always chickens running around out there forever yeah. i don't know whatever
0: happened to i've them, been but... seeing uh people that i know from simpson Posting pictures of llamas. Somebody's walking oh, yeah, llamas some around. Oh, a chick
1: walking a llama around. Have you
0: seen it in yeah, person?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, dr- I go down that way to take my kids to school.
0: You Simpson's know what I mean? a place, and, man. Uh,
1: it is. It's an interesting little, uh, interesting little town.
0: Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, we're way off track. Yeah. But... So. All right, let's just let's just get into this. Uh,
1: I think we need to just stop saying we're way off track. We're just gonna, you know, we are the owners of our own destiny here, man.
0: <laughs> we're the conductors of this <laughs> train.
1: That's it. We are just gonna drive whatever track we feel necessary at the moment.
0: So, uh, something we've been we've been talking about it for a while, and and we've been set up to do it. Um, I guess set up to do it. I mean, we both have the book. Yeah, yeah. So, anyone who knows anything about outdoor literature knows mm-hmm. that. Sand County Almanac by uh, Aldo Leopold is the, it's the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the Bible. Exactly. Essentially. So, I mean, I read it, geez, I don't know. My mom used to make me read books all the time, like 40 minutes a day. And I I would just pick out a book. I read this at one point, um, but I was probably like in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Well, I can
1: see it being a bit of a challenge then. Not. Kind
0: of wrap your head around. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked... I liked it, but I definitely don't remember it the way I should. Yeah. So revisiting it now, has it's a different ballgame. Sure. So what we thought we would do is we would both read it simultaneously, word for word over the pocket. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sit down, and grab a cigar and a cognac. Yeah. And now, <laughs> an interpretation. <Yeah. laughs> but anyway... So In our best goat voice. Yeah. <laughs> did that sound like a goat? No. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so we thought it would be good to read it. And kind of like we did with, with the CWD thing where we both studied something and we we yeah. had the discussion on it. Well, we're both going to read a San County Almanac over the next few months and you're welcome to read along with us. And uh, maybe if it catches on and people are into it, We'll do like a live session and do a discussion because it, it is, it's just a wild book. It, 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 kind of, you know, we're, we're probably only going to talk about the, the foreword tonight yeah. just because as we started reading it, it was like, wow, that's, it's everything that we've been thinking. It's all the ideas of like Sons of the Hunt, everything we talk about on the podcast that, you know, the, the morals and the ethics of the outdoors transcending the outdoors into Absolutely. into your normal life mm-hmm. it's 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 really all there. And for every anyone who has ever just kind of said like, oh, I need to get to it, I need to get to it, you do need to get to it like as soon as possible because Absolutely. It's, that, that was, it's like eye-opening. Yeah,
1: that's how I was, man. I was like, you know, I got to read that. You know, I've heard it a hundred times, you know, Sand County Almanac, and you hear a lot of these writers out there that reference it. You hear, uh, whether it be podcasters or filmmakers or whoever, yeah. creators, they're always referencing the book. and. I'm like, you know what? I really got to read that now. My my time management is absolutely atrocious, so uh, I usually don't have an awful lot of time to read. But w- once we started this conversation, when you messaged me, and you're like, "What's your address?" And I was like, "Sweet, I'm getting a present." <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of days later, this you know, a San County Almanac showed up at my door, and and it was and it was nice because I I really I just I guess I just needed a push, you know what I mean, to kind of yeah. get into it. And and fortunately, you know. I'll tell you what, man, the the way he articulates things, his thoughts, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's really unique.
0: Yeah, he was, he was clearly, you know, like a, a savant when it com- yeah. comes to writing. <clears throat> but he's articulating everything that every outdoorsman feels and doesn't know how to say.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: And, uh, yeah, just on, on top of that, it's, you'll just instantly connect to it. it what, what's also nice is you can tell that he's a man like like the rest of us because it's in short enough pieces mm. that you can read for, like, 20 minutes and be like, oh, nice. Like, yeah, yeah I, I I would, I'm going to put this it, down He now. has it Don't in, like, little it. little chunks. It's not like a chapter that's, like, 80 pages long and, oh, I have to read to the end of this chapter. It's nice, like yeah. little chunks. Because it's
1: broken down to, what, two or three parts in total? Yeah. And then in each part there's, like, little – Months. Yeah, months. Yeah, and he'll go segments. by months. I mean, there's this, a, a section where he talks about just where he can take something as as mundane as cutting firewood yeah, and turn that into just this all-encompassing, like, it's just amazing the it, way he words it and, and, and puts it down to where he reaches back into time through a tree that fell on his property and he's cutting for firewood and it's just it's an amazing was it? uh, just piece of literature
0: just to explain that part really quick what the the tree was like was it 80 years old something like that yeah so he he figured he no he counted 80 rings so yeah i think mm-hmm. it was something mm-hmm. like 80 years old yeah so he was figuring that it sprouted somewhere around the end of the civil war correct and he also came to the conclusion that right at the end of the civil war must have been a, a low point in the rabbit breeding si- mm-hmm. season yeah. or the, the cycle because when they're at their peak, most of the small oaks get chewed down and Correct. they don't grow. So he's figuring for that one to get through, the rabbits must not have been doing well at that point. Yeah. Just I mean, the, the connections he makes are just like, yeah, yeah. My I mean, God. He,
1: he equates it to basically a war between the oaks and the rabbits. I yeah, mean, and, and it's and
0: it, he he goes as far as to say, I'm sure at some point in the future, some scientist will create a, a linear curve uh, and find that ra- the rabbit cycle and the growth of oaks are directly or indirectly pr- or something. proportional. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. It's wild. It it's very, very
1: forward thinking forward thinking, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I know we're like you know really, pardon me, blowing this up, but I tell you what, I I'm truly truly impressed by it. And I've read a have read a bunch of outdoor books because honestly, if I'm gonna read a book, I don't read fiction. No, yeah. I have no interest in it. I don't have time for it. So if I'm gonna read something, I need to get something out of it. I need to yeah. get some sort of knowledge out of. it. I need to be able to retain something that I can use uh, going forward. And th- this is one of those books where I don't know how much of it I'm going to use, but the way his thought process is, I think that's what benefits me the most is the way he sees things, the way he thinks about things, the way he articulates it.
0: You know, what What I like about it so far is that it's, it's, it's almost comforting because it's, like I said before, he's saying all the things that you want to mm-hmm. say, but he has a really poetic way of, of doing it. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. articulate. And I mean it kind of you know we always get off on these tangents where we're taking uh you know morals and ethics and stories from our own experiences and and explaining how that it kind of transcends the outdoors yeah how it's you know you can use this in your professional life and you could see how he's going to get at that i'm almost i'm almost certain because he he's explaining that once you start seeing the outdoors as a as a community, then that's really when you start to uh, to understand it from an outdoorsman's perspective. Right. If that makes it, because there's so many people who don't or basically just take the outdoors for granted. And he he explains that in the foreword, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> you know how. At one point, he says something about um, society has uh, a need to have more bathtubs, but they've forgotten how to make them, and they've forgotten how to use the tap. Turn the tap off. So, yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's he he says it in different ways. It just makes you think about it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and, and that's it. You know. And and he's he's I, I, you know, of course, he's kind of probably the originator of that thought process. But I've heard it mentioned before where. I think uh, Steve Renella actually had a, a, a thought in regard to where you know society's main goal is to separate itself as far as possible away from the natural world, and when you take a second to think about it, and that's that's kind of the way our culture has gone. You know what I mean? We're trying to separate ourselves as far away and making ourselves as comfortable as possible, and make things as convenient as humanly possible, and we kind of forget. Uh, and maybe not forget, but we, we kind of distract ourselves from the struggle of what, what nature is all about. And for a lot of people who are real big into the outdoor lifestyle, um, you know, the, they, the struggle is to maintain a, a, a foothold in, that, right. in, in nature, in, in the struggle of nature, and to, to kind of be a bit of a, a passenger along with it and, and a, uh, an onlooker. Uh, to, to nature and, and kind of keep a hand in it, you know?
0: Yeah. I was just, I just got to the, what was my favorite part of of the foreword. The foreword, it, it's really only a couple paragraphs, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's, his paragraphs are like venom because right? there's there's so much in them. And uh, I just want to read this. Yeah, go ahead. This one part. It says, but wherever the truth may lie, this much is crystal clear. Our bigger and better society is now like a hypochondriac so obsessed with its own economic health as to have lost the capacity to remain healthy so i i when i when i read that it 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 took me a couple times because i've read this forward so many times through It, it it is almost like when you think about it okay we've made all these advances but it's almost to the point that it's toxic for us because we've, we've become so pulled away from the natural things that are here. Like everything we need to survive is here. We don't actually need, I don't don't know the, the, the furthest advanced materialistic yeah,
1: yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that the, listen you know i i'm sitting here staring at a nice laptop with yeah, a microphone in, in my face right. a video camera facing at me. I mean, listen I, I you know there's nothing wrong with that but when when your goal is to separate yourself away from the natural world you're 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 missing out you know i mean there's definitely something to be learned and uh something to behold when, when you get yourself back to the natural world and you spend some time in the woods whether you're a hunter or a hiker or a camper a fisherman it doesn't matter i mean when you get out there and you start seeing you start having these these aha moments or these epiphanies where you you see the way nature works and you're like oh man like you know you, you know it happens but when you physically see it it's just like it's one of it's regardless of uh, how it turns out for the uh, the animals involved in the sequence, right. I mean, it's it's almost refreshing to kind of pull away from you know the, the modern culture and, and see how the natural world works.
0: Man. Yeah, and I, and I mean, in the most simple sense, I know we've talked about that before, but once you start understanding how things work out there, mm-hmm. you'll understand how things work in the, in the human world a and lot a, quicker.
1: Absolutely, and, and it, it kind of gives you a bit of a leg up. Yeah. you know because a lot of people are so just like yeah you know, i don't want to uh, um you know what's the term i'm looking for With, um you know i don't
0: self involved like very self-involved yeah, yeah.
1: um yeah it, it, it's it you kind of get a bit of an edge
0: yeah and uh you know i i don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I mean, trust me. I am not living a 100% sustainable life, no, 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 and no. I, I'm not living off the land consistently. You know, <laughs> I I I watch Netflix and mm-hmm. I play Xbox once in a while, sure. and you know, I I enjoy the 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 you know technological advances and these amenities, but I still understand the basis, sure. the basis of nature, you know, and I still can enjoy you know, a piece of venison and knowing where it came from. I mean, the one thing, that I think one of the first things he says is about, uh, it's about seeing geese as opposed to wanting to watch television or something like yeah. that. Like, I've seen enough geese. I, you know, I, I don't 100% agree. I wouldn't, I don't want to see geese more than I would watch like something on TV. Sure. I, I'm not, that. I didn't grow up in that time. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 But you know, I think I, it,
1: it, it, he's just more underlying the romance of it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And you know, and to, 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 and again, a lot of people have access to uh, a really great area of of you know property or wildlife or woods yeah. or everything, and they'd rather sit and stare at their phone. You yeah. know what I mean, and I they're kind of ignorant to the to the world around them, and it's it's very unfortunate. You know, I I'm big into uh, Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through all the The, 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 the organizations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The organization. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the mafia. I'm big <laughs> but in with th- good manners.
0: You got to be careful throwing mm. around statements like, I'm big into boys. Games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Clarify. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we went to, we did a camp out a couple of weeks ago and it was. 30 degrees out there were literally icicles hanging off the picnic tables where we were set and we set up camp in the rain we slept in the rain we broke down camp in the rain like it was it was literally a struggle and these kids were like on point for that generation who were the xbox generation the facebook generation the instagram generation to not sit and whine and cry about what kind of situation they're in yeah and to overcome that and we built a fire in the rain i mean it was a really great experience
0: it's comforting
1: that's it you know it's it's really cool to see um you know that aspect of it to where it it gives you hope that it's not all is lost
0: you know the 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 biggest thing that my mom taught me well I i won't say the biggest one of the the biggest things that my mom taught me was moderation yeah you know I could play video games for X amount of time, mm-hmm. or I could watch TV for X amount of time, but you know, balance it. Go out and go outside and do something. That's it. You know, I don't. I don't want to sound like like we're you know mountain men and and all we do is is live outside. Right, right, right. I don't sit down and watch TV and you know.
1: Yeah, no, that's not the I, case I, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, we do. We're, we're, we're normal guys. But... I
1: was mean, we rely on social media to get this message out. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We rely on technology to make sure that our message gets out there, you know? Yeah. But like, you know, with the, with the Boy Scouts, even though they were out there slugging it out, every once in a while you'd see one of the kids like, where'd he go? Oh he's in his tent. he's on his phone watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah uh,
0: Like I said, you moderation I mean? That's
1: it. Yeah. So you know you're gonna, you're gonna have that, but the, to, to find that that balance at that age, I think is, is pretty admirable, you know what I mean And uh, it's I'll
0: tell it, you what it's that, definitely there. Yeah, that kid's gonna be okay no matter what. Yeah,
1: absolutely you absolutely, know? absolutely.
0: because it, I know we've said this before too. I'd rather know that I can than mm-hmm. get put in the situation when I have to and not have any experience with sure. it at all and and that sounds really general but i mean that goes for being able to spend a night in the woods mm-hmm. or being able to gather your own food or kill your own food right. or cook your own food sure i mean that's what i grab from this it, it's just about you know being able, able able to self-sustain you know absolutely
1: absolutely and you don't want to let that slip you know what I yeah. mean? I mean honestly if we were to try and be self-sustaining
2: mm-hmm.
1: now, it's more difficult now despite the technology, despite the comforts, despite everything we have access to. It would be so much more difficult to be self-sustaining and live off the land now than it was 100 years ago.
0: Yeah. And and even in with the the tree that he talks about. Yeah. Where he explains about knowing like him spending his time with his own thoughts as he chopped down that tree mm-hmm. is more valuable than the person who is sitting next to the radiator. Right, right, right. Taking it for granted.
1: Yeah, he talks about how the, his dog sits next to him and he, he, it's magic. he knows not how the yeah. fire becomes, you know, comes to be, but he doesn't care. But, you know, he'll definitely kind of scoot himself in between his yeah. legs and, and, and the fire as he's cooking it. So, you know, and, and it's just he really kind of goes in depth to – Uh, thanking, in a sense, the tree for being what it was because without the tree, he would not have the fire. Without the fire, he would not have the coal. Without the coal, he would not have the ash. And without the ash, to return to the spring, he would not have the cherry tree, the cherry blossom, and that would return to him one day in the form of new firewood to start the process over. So it's a very uh, cyclical and very... um, you know, intelligent way of yes. just talking about cutting firewood.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's not just, I mean, that it's, there's, there's so many layers to that story. Oh, I know. And, and it's, 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 it's literally so cool. him just talking about starting a fire and cutting down the wood mm-hmm. and splitting mm-hmm. it.
1: And the Sawyer calls break, you know yep. what I mean? Like, and he talks about how they're sawing through this giant Oak tree and while they're sawing through, he counts down the rings. We, we, we're in the 10th, 12th the, ring, and this takes us back to this this year. Yeah. And this is what happened during that time period. And the least... Sawyer calls break. Now we continue, and it brings us into this time period. Yeah. And this is what happened. And he just breaks it down in such a manner that like to, to look at just sawing through a tree trunk, the amount of information he could put into something like that, and the way he could spin that just basic task— into a, a really good piece of literature is mm-hmm. just man it's it's impressive
0: and so yeah you know. yeah and i know that anyone listens to this podcast who listens regularly will you'll love this book i and it 100 percent, I, yeah I, agree. and trust me i am not a big fan of sitting down with a book in my hand i'm just not i just my <laughs> my mind runs wild i think that there's other things i could be doing but it's broken up in pieces that makes it manageable it's easy I highly suggest that if you're listening to this podcast, grab yourself a copy of this book. That's a, what's the paperback run? A couple bucks? Yeah, not much. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, grab it. You won't be you won't be sorry. And honestly, if you do get it and you get into it a little bit, follow along with us because we're going to kind of uh, take this on little by little as we go through. Because to sit here and try and read the whole book and then commentate on our thoughts on the entire book would be absolutely impossible. Because there's so much.
0: Yeah. And and like I said, we've kind of only touched on the forward and maybe a little bit of January. Yeah. Like that's.
1: Yeah. Part one goes through the entire year and how he views the change of the season, the way that the forest changes, the way his property changes, the way the farm changes, the way the river changes. Yeah. Like it's really astonishing yep. that's probably the best word i can come up with too. yeah
0: and the, the way he starts to equate it to a community once you start seeing nature as a community you'll really begin to grasp the whole picture and that's which it. is you know the base of ecology sure essentially. and which how is... everything
1: relates to each other good bad and different it all yeah. relates yeah. yeah
0: it's it's just a, a next level concept and it's And it's from the 1940s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just very (laughs) forward-thinking, you know?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, check it out. Get a hold of a copy of it. Read up on it. And and kind of follow along. Join join in with us. You know what I mean? Follow along with us. And uh, like I said, we get through part one. Maybe we'll do a little live series on it. And if you guys are into it, um, we'll do a discussion on what your thoughts are, how you interpreted certain parts of it, because he does leave a little bit of it open to interpretation. Yep. You know, some of his statements and some of the way he approaches things, uh, it definitely can be interpreted, interpreted in different ways. Right. So uh, it'd be definitely an, an interesting conversation.
0: So with that, let me just leave you with this. Perhaps such a shift of values can be achieved by reappraising things unnatural, tame, and confined in terms of things natural wild and free and that's how he ends the foreword so i mean if that doesn't want to make years you ago. yeah if that doesn't want to make you read this book i don't i don't know what will indeed indeed so i think that that's uh it's an interesting concept we'll see what people think and yeah. maybe we'll cut a little piece of this out and put it on social media and see what kind of attention we can gather with this
1: absolutely yeah i think it's going to be uh, interesting i mean who knows People, it may not strike a chord like we think it may, but uh, I, I, I still think it may.
0: People might be like book nerds.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Shut up, nerds. <laughs> Come on, dork. Where's the beer? <laughs> you know what I do? I bash nerds. I'm here to drink beer and bash nerds, yeah. and I'm almost out of beer. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, go get the book and read it. Just trust me. It will. Uh,
1: if anything, it looks cool read on it. your shelf.
0: Read it before archery season and think about it then.
1: Absolutely. It'll definitely change the way you see an awful lot while you're sitting in a stand waiting for a deer to come by. Because Lord knows there's a lot of time that we spend
0: between deer sightings. Oh, it it, it almost makes me want to push you into telling the story of the, the squirrel. Of oh, the squirrel story? Is now the time for the squirrel? You know what?
1: I, I can sum it up because I, I kind of told the story to Mark earlier um you know, years ago, I had a piece of property they used to hunt, and uh, there was a, there was a spot that I found where there was a big buck traveling through this this area, and I knew he was in that area. Um, so I figured, you know what, I'm gonna I'm hell bent on trying to get in his way, essentially, and ambush this deer because I couldn't figure out a better way to get a, get in front of him. So in the meantime, I was kind of circling around this small area, depending on the wind direction and whatnot, uh, to set up for this deer. And in the meantime, I started to kind of get familiar with this squirrel this gray squirrel and there was a down tree that was kind of at like a 45 degree angle was kind of leaning up some other trees and he'd run up and down that tree constantly just being busy as all get out you know collecting nuts i mean obviously it was the fall so he's getting ready for winter he's grabbing acorns he's grabbing whenever he can up the tree he goes stores it in the top of that tree runs down the tree disappears several minutes later he comes back reappears up the tree so on and so forth so this went on for several days um you know i could always see his tree from whatever location i was set up in because again it was a small corridor that i was really focused on so i was able to see this squirrel one way or another i was able to kind of catch a glimpse of him well the final day that i hunted this area um, i was right on top basically of that little tree where that squirrel was hanging out now i don't know if that maybe played into uh, me wanting to sit in that area because you right. know, i started to develop a little bit of a i don't want to say a relationship with the squirrel but i started to notice its habits and, mm-hmm. and kind of get familiar with how he operated you know and so i'm sitting about maybe 15 10 15 yards from this tree where he would you know kept where he's his he considered his home and he was up and down this tree again all day it started getting late in the evening and he came he reappeared from wherever he had gone and he got about halfway up this tree and he stopped he turned around And he boogied back down the tree to the forest floor. And I thought it was a little odd, but didn't think much of it. Because, again, I'd been watching this squirrel for almost a week at this point. And as I'm watching him, I see this flash out of the corner of my eye. And I look up real quick to see what it was, and there's nothing there. And by the time I looked back down, the owl had already got on top of that squirrel. Crazy. So this owl swooped down. And I don't know if you've ever seen an owl in in the wild. They are absolutely dead silent when they fly. There's no... You know, if, you hear, if you're a duck hunter, you hear ducks coming into a decoy set. They call them whistling wings for a reason. You know, certain birds make a lot of noise when they're flying through or whatever the case may be. But owls are absolutely dead silent. I saw the flash. I looked up, didn't see anything, looked down, and the owl was already on that squirrel. Picked that squirrel up, but he flew away. And it was one of those epiphanies, those aha moments in the woods where... You know, you, I I almost my heart hurt a little bit. Yeah, you
2: funny. know what I
1: mean. Like I was like, oh man, he I almost he was almost like a buddy. Like hey, I've yeah. been seeing that squirrel for a solid week now. I've been watching him because so I was so hell bent on the task at hand, which was trying to harvest a good buck that I knew was in that area. But in 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 doing so, I developed a bit of a relationship or this this admiration for this squirrel who was just busy as all get out trying to prepare for the the coming winter. And in a second, it was all for naught. And that owl flew away with that squirrel, and he was now the owl's dinner. And it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to hunt a deer. I'm trying to hunt this buck. And and I'm trying to take the life of this animal. And yet I felt sorrow for another animal who was taken in the same manner that I planned to take another animal. It was one of those where it kind of came together for me. Right, you know what I mean, and it was, it was, uh, you know, it was enlightening. It was uh, disheartening. It was uh, a, a clash of emotions at, at that. You were in a that, last
0: case of emotion, a little
1: bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really know how to react to it. And 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 honestly, I, I focused and thought about that that moment when I looked down and saw the owl and the feeling I felt when I saw the owl sitting on top of that scroll. Like yeah. I focused and hyper focused on that for days after that. To where it took me a minute to kind of get over it. I mean, I wasn't like balling in my pillow over it, but you know, it's it's one of those things that you just. It, it's a tough it's a tough situation to find yourself in because it it, it kind of this all the emotions clash a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And that uh, was just a really cool moment for me in the woods because it brought clarity, but it also brought confusion because I was like, why do I feel so bad? Yeah. Why do I have this this sense of of Almost like you know sorrow, or you know.
0: Yeah, I was like the coyote last year. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and, and, and it's only <laughs> <over> natural, it. <laughs> I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's it was just a really cool uh circumstance, and where I was like, okay, this is how it works. Yep. This is how it is, and you know, there's a lot of that in not only the foreword of this book, yeah. but going through the first part of the book, how um, he articulates it and i can't even come close to being able to articulate the way he does no but it's just you know if if i were to offer any type of story or experience that i've had in the woods that's probably one of my favorite stories to tell because of the clash of emotion that kind of comes along with it
0: yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's just his his articulation just
1: and that's it. He it's shines, just next level. It he, really is. He definitely shines a light on it. You know what I mean? And and it, like <clears throat> you said, he says things that we want to say but don't know how.
0: Yeah. Um, and so. and I think that that's that's a lot of it too. It it hit everything that, like like we've been saying. We keep repeating this. Like everything we want to say is difficult to say because it does have that like unknown mystique to it that. I mean, it's nature. It's 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 the unknown. It's like it's like trying to. It's like trying to like tell me what water tastes like. like yeah. It's just so vague and just. It's it's hard to do. It really is, and, and he's, he's uh,
1: definitely got a, a bit of a knack for it. I mean, you know, we we can tell vague stories and we can kind of try to share an experience, but until you can put it in in, in a way where you can physically feel an emotional tug towards yeah. that story, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean,
0: think how many different ways we try to tell a story. Like you know. we're sitting here with cameras, where like we we could barely tell stories, filming the 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 event as it happens. Yeah, and and it's just like I I understand exactly where he's coming from yeah. reading just the foreword of this yeah. book. Yeah.
1: So uh, kudos to Aldo Leopold because <laughs> yeah. he did a hell of a job on this, and I honestly I can't believe it took me this long
0: to actually to get into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm
1: ashamed of myself. I, I will, you.
0: you know, I I was thinking about it today. I was I was driving and I was thinking about it when we were going to talk about this, and it's kind of one of those things where you know I always think like if I can go back to college right now, knowing what I know now and right. and, and being like. Like you're you're wiser. You you think sure. about it, and it's like, oh man, I would do this different. And I would uh-huh. do this, and it, it's just I, I'm more cognizant, and I'm, I'm I feel sharper. And now it's like there's just a new appreciate. You could appreciate this mm-hmm. on a new level, sure, if you really put the time into it. And honestly, I think it'll make you a better outdoorsman. Agreed, hundred percent.
1: You know? I, I can't wait to get through the whole book. Cause I, I'm I'm about halfway through now, and I'm I'm actually blown away by. it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. So I can't wait to get through it. And you know, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, bet your ass, I'm probably going to read this four or five, six couple times. A couple through. Yeah.
0: Refer back to it for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I've already sure. got
1: highlighters and notes and X's and marks in this book already, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff.
0: But we're going to end the first half, so once again, go on Amazon, pick up a copy of it, follow along with us, or just listen to us blabber about it. Sure. Because, uh... We will not do it justice, though, mark my words. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> We're going to well, try like hell, I mean, but he, it's, it's tough to do justice to, to something at this level.
0: Like I said, you read something like, perhaps such a shift of values can be achieved by reappraising things unnatural, tame, and confined in terms of things natural, wild, and free. And then there's us, who are talking about 10-inch circles and bashing nerds. Half the time, we could barely string together a coherent sentence. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was the chair, that wasn't me.
1: No, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> on that note, on that note, we'll see you, in, see you in a couple minutes. Indeed.
0: Right, and we are back. Indeed, and you know what we're doing when we're back for the second half. We're doing the same thing we were in the first half—just talking about it.
1: That's it. That's it. We're bringing it to light. Yep. And it's kind of a special one. Uh, Yeah. I'm excited about it because I've been dying to get my hands on it for uh, about a week and a half now, and just haven't been able to do so. I don't know how you did that. uh, Sitting in
0: your house. Yeah. Sitting in my house.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's all i do i just sit around in my house and watch paint dry
0: <laughs> stronger stronger will than than i am yeah i barely make it home most times after beer express but well
1: that's the thing you you have the luxury of having a great yeah. place like the uh, Lennoxville beer express right down the road from you i yeah. have to travel 25 30 minutes to get there to the beer express the yeah. beer express but hey, it's worth express it.
0: What's that? The Faux Express. Yeah, it's right.
1: <laughs> now, there, there's one over there in, uh, was it in Carbondale, I guess. It's on the way up to Forest City. It's just not the yeah, same. The Faux Express. The Faux Express. Is that what yeah. it's called? It's called the CFM. CFM, yeah. The uh, Convenient Food Mart Beer Express or whatever the hell. Yeah. But, yeah, just not the same. It's um, like the
0: sister store, but, like once removed or something yeah like the adopted little sister yeah something the redheaded stepchild.
1: something like that yeah no lennoxville has got it going on so you know it's 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 definitely worth a trip up but i just haven't had the time i've been a little strapped but uh yeah i'm very excited to get my hands on this uh this is the uh, lake haze from wall and paul pack yeah Uh, obviously we're big fans of the wall and paul pack brand uh the the uh, the brewery they put out some really killer brews and we're fortunate to have them right up the road from us. Yeah, I mean they're not far. Great people, great. Absolutely. Better beer, In better beer. <laughs> uh, well, that depends. <laughs> I don't mean, know. Uh, I don't know. You know, listen, I love y'all and whatnot, but your beer is pretty damn good. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, but anyway, the Lake Hayes. So I think this would technically be the sixth, sixth installment of the Lake Hayes series okay because i think the last one i had was five and i don't think there was one after that so this is brewed with all new zealand and australian hops
1: indeed the lake haze down See, under
0: he's uh logan is very sneaky he's still not naming the hops he's just like nope they're from new zealand and australia i'm not yeah, gonna yeah. tell you which one that's what you get so. and uh you know the big craze with the doubles right now is the the milkshake style or whatever brewed yep. with the with
1: lactose so uh he has a sneaky little message on the bottom on the of the bottom can,
0: of the can no lactose necessary No
1: lactose necessary so uh yeah it it he he's a pretty comical dude yeah you know, when when you name a series of beers Logan's tears yeah
0: true yeah you know he you does got a only, bit of a sense of humor, but I mean it, this beer has the 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 appearance of of the, of a hazy milkshake style i p a he did it without lactose somehow yeah, was... he's a damn wizard freaking wizard i'm telling you with no sleeves
1: <laughs> sleeveless
0: wizard <laughs> sleeveless wizard IPA
1: oh see, dude there you have he, it yeah see i'm we're sure just, he, i'm we're sure, just sure he's listening we're full of them we're full of them beer what? flavored beer sleeveless wizard i'm telling underwater you underwater church underwater church yeah. that's a good one too
0: ready so
1: yeah i'm ready okay ready there we go moment of silence
0: Oh, makes you want to say the
1: F word. Indeed. I almost did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just bite my own tongue. You know God what? I, I always have to turn away from the microphone because I'll tell you what. We swallow loud. <laughs> Very w- loud swallowers. Yeah.
1: There's, I'm sure there's an industry for that. But, um, yeah, it, it can be a little awkward. I mean, Gross. we try to – <laughs> <laughs> we try to uh avoid that, the whole the burping and the swallowing and the, the the uh all these weird noises, these ASMR noises. It legitimately
0: makes me sick to my stomach when I listen to the first go around of the podcast mm-hmm. and we're just like like gulping yeah. into the microphone and then Half the time we're turning away and burping, and it's
1: yeah. And we, we you know we're, we're drinking carbonated beverages here, so we kind of have to. Uh, but again, we're not going to burp in your face. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because I want to stick to the the beer. Indeed, of this, indeed. But we're gross, and this beer is not.
1: No, no, this is really good, man.
0: It's so unique.
1: It caught me off guard.
0: Because... I haven't had a double IPA like this. Like there's there's different flavor. It's it's. They're just different flavors, and it legitimately—it's so weird. When I was having this the other night, I had it. Uh, I think it was the night before trout season. Okay. I, had, I did that live video as soon as I oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was reading the can, and I was like, Australian and New Zealand hops. And I was drinking it, and I was like, it tastes—it tastes that way. It that doesn't make any sense. I know that it tastes that, like Australia. <laughs> it tastes like Australia <laughs> and New Zealand.
1: Blay tastes like crocodile, Monday. I
0: think that it's just because I feel like I haven't experienced this flavor.
1: No, I was just going to say it's very different. And um, then it's not what I was expecting. It kind of came out of left field on me, but dude, I'm really liking this. This is you know, and again, I don't it's, know it's how hard you... to find a beer that I don't like, but there's different levels of like I mean, this is definitely a one. I don't know on how the scale of <laughs> yeah
0: on zero or one. This is a one for sure. I mean, I, I've I've won this beer over and over already. Yeah, I think this is like my fourth four pack.
1: Yeah, this is my first time tasting it, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan.
0: See, to man, me, I
1: got I got to hit it again because I'm trying to nail it down, man. It's not easy. He's he's sneaky, man.
0: <laughs> he's you're underestimating the sneakiness. Apparently, is it? Yeah. I mean, I get, and I hate, I absolutely hate using fruit comparisons, but a little bit of banana. All right, I got to go again. Let me see. See, the thing that, I know that there's, I know, I know he did not use fruit in this.
1: Okay, I see where you get the banana from. So this is all. I wouldn't have gone banana, but I see where you're getting that from.
0: But this is all. There's no fruit added to this. No, and there's no lactose, so I don't understand how he got that <sighs> that pillowy lightness yeah. to it.
1: It's very refreshing. This is a good summer beer, like oh, yeah. on the lake, on the boat. Lake Hayes, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean Lake Hayes, hell, hell yeah. I mean it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely.
0: And you, it's, I'm gonna go get some of this. It's so well, you already have some.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like more. I'm gonna go buy like more, more of it. Yeah, well
0: that. This is
1: uh yeah this is it's good a trip stuff.
0: man. If, for anyone who enjoys like double IPAs, like this is very unique and it, it's seriously a trip. And the I was texting him as soon as I tried it. I, I texted Logan. I was like, "Dude, this is unbelievable." This I think that this is better than Hydroelectric. Okay, just saying a lot because Hydroelectric is, yeah. is legitimately one of my favorite beers. Indeed, yeah, I'm with you on that. But as I was texting him, and this started to warm up, it's 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 like a ride. It it changes about midway through. No kidding. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it now. It, it's you know it's really hard when you get into this style of beer. It's hard to kind of stray outside the norms and still make a good beer. Yeah. Without getting real bitter. Right. Or getting real real sweet. Or uh, you know trying to find that happy medium and still getting a little bit different than what uh, the the old norm is the, the, the old same old same old. This is really good, man. Hell yeah, I'm digging so, this. I'm getting more of this tomorrow.
0: So something else that this reminds me of is like an imperial, like triple IPA It right, has yeah. like that that like malty, caramely
1: flavor. You know, good point. Yeah, because I was trying to put my finger on it. And, you know, like when you're – most of the, 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 uh, the doubles and things of that nature that we, we try and we review and we drink here, they have a fruity taste or they're either clear and malty yeah. or they're hazy and fruity. Yeah. This is kind of like a, it walks the line between the two.
0: This almost replicates that flavor of uh, – remember that Lost Forest we had from Beer Tree, that triple? Oh man, yeah, that was the only trip very, I've ever had. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Like caramely. Yep, yep. This has that, but it also has that, like, I don't know, that like floral Refreshing... tropical essence. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, get you some guys. They they have this over at Lenoxville, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They actually just got more yesterday. It sold out, I think didn't they... it? Uh no, not yet. No, they, I say, I, think I, they... would
1: be, I would not be surprised.
0: I think they got two cases of it yesterday. All right. I know All the right. first time they got it, they sold out. Like, I bought two, and somebody else texted me that they bought one. And yeah. I know, I know it went pretty quick. Um, but uh, yeah, this is—it's just impressive that I know for a fact no fruit went into this beer. Right, this right, is, right. This is purely the flavor of hops and malt.
1: Well, that's it. If you go back and listen to the episode where we had Logan on, and he's not a big fan of fruit. You know, he doesn't like to put a lot of fruit in the beer. I mean, he does, I guess, yes. He he bashes few... fruit yeah, nerds. Yeah, he definitely does bash fruit nerds. Damn it, Logan, you sleeveless wizard. Um, but nonetheless, this is um, a, a really good balance between the fruity and the hoppy and, uh, you know, the, the, the whole clear where you
0: can, you know, read the can through the beer. And, uh, you know, oh, oh man. man, I see. And now this is when it starts warming up because I just got a, like a different flavor and now to me it starts tasting like like a roasted peanut. I I know that's weird like it starts getting kind of nutty. It's a ride, man. I'm telling you. This beer is just unbelievable. It's like an experience.
1: He's got a knack, man. He definitely has a knack uh for doing this. Do you, Good job, but, Logan. I hope but you now listen do you, to do this because uh we're we're really uh
0: ramping up on this. I mean do you good get reason. Do you get where it starts to warm up and it kind of starts getting that like nutty quality? Not
1: yet. Not yet. I might have to kinda like warm sit on it for bit. a little bit.
0: Give <laughs> a little warm up.
1: Clamp it between my thighs or something. I don't know. But it's uh you know, it's it's
0: I'm telling you, man. So far is, I'm really
1: enjoying the hell out of it.
0: This is by far one of the most unique doubles I've ever had. And it's
1: Yeah, I would agree. Know, I mean I've had a couple triples. Um, I'm sorry. I've had one triple. My bad. And uh, I really enjoyed it, but it was definitely a unique uh, kind of experience.
0: Yeah. And everyone who knows me knows that I've been all over single cut lately. I've been, yeah. I've been loving everything that, that's come out from. This rivals everything that they've put out recently. It's it's right there. I would I agree. Mean,
1: I've had three of the single cuts that have been out lately uh boy, I honestly i wish I, I need to write down the names of the probably ones. The, the
0: push push the i'm an yep. alligator yep and jenny uh,
1: jenny and there was another one that yeah it was like jenny says or oh we um,
0: had the sammy I mean, was low yeah that that first one that that got me into it um and they were all fantastic and this kind of rivals them I and mean, this is right up there with them tastes like australia i mean
1: i don't know uh yeah it tastes like australia it tastes like a, it tastes like a damn koala bear man
0: Oh, you, I say you I might lick a koala have bear. another one. <laughs> Crikey!
1: Lick a koala bear or stick your thumb in his bum. This would be right up your alley. All right, I'm off topic, I but might hey, right on. Have another one,
0: a boy, 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 a <laughs> boy, oh, boy, boy, boy.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, it's well, it that's just... good stuff,
0: kitten. I mean, I, I told you I bought a few four packs of it, and it'll... yeah. I wasn't lying.
1: No, I could see how it would be easy to run through a few of these. Yeah. Which can be a little dangerous because, I mean, we're talking about, an is it 8% across the board? What was it? 8% across the board, 65 IBU, which is pretty low.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, which it's... makes
1: it uh, very pleasurable to drink. I mean, it's not a rough drink by any means. I mean, 65 IBU is pretty low. But 8% alcohol, boy, I'll tell you what, that'll set you up something fierce.
0: Yep. It's, Especially
1: if you're in a backyard that, that
0: chilling might be out around my, my, the fire. That might be my new favorite beer descriptive. It's a mouth pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. This is mouth pleasure. Indeed. Indeed. But Trips I mean. sugar trigger, tickles your fancy. Legitimately, that beer is. Mm-hmm. I think that's, to me, that's better than Hydroelectric. You know, I, I really like
1: the Hydroelectric, so I'm not going to go that far. I got to say it rivals it.
0: Maybe but, it's uh, just because I haven't had it in a while. But
1: Maybe. I mean, I was a big fan of the Hydroelectric. That's definitely still one of my favorites. Um, I, I had the, uh, what was the pink beer they just came out with? The pink brute? Yeah. Um, that was really good. My wife got some of that. Um, really enjoyed that. I haven't
0: had that one yet.
1: That was really good. Um, And, and, you know, my my wife is more of a a cider fan. She likes a little bit of a sweetness to it. Um, So she actually ended up pouring a little bit of cranberry juice in it. I don't know if that's blasphemy or not.
0: I don't think any – I don't judge anyone who enjoys beer in any certain way. I mean, I think that there's a a big um, niche out there for people who – could start combining beers yeah i mean people put oranges and blue moons who's to say sure. you can't do the same thing yeah, with, you put with the craft limes beer
1: in your uh you know your what the hell is it
0: the uh corona
1: coronas yeah
0: or I'm, land I, shark or whatever oh, i'll
1: tell you what man i had a <laughs> there was a summer i drank so many damn coronas with lime in
0: it yeah. I was and like, there's nothing wrong with it There, i mean god i tasted lime for days yeah i i some some hot days. That's just what that's what the doctor ordered. Yeah, but I'll tell you, dude. I would I would a hundred percent defer to this. Oh yeah. I mean, it, when it comes down to it, I mean these, in my opinion, craft beer is it's just so much more flavorful. I could enjoy a couple rather than thirty two bush lights.
1: Sure. Don't get me wrong, man. I had thirty
0: two bush lights at dur- like at camp during trout season. Hey, look out. I had, I had, it was forty-seven. You're looking in drown. It might have been fifty-six. I don't know, but I'm telling you, that's the thing. You could drink a thousand of those beers, sure, or you could drink like a few of these. Well, that's it. You're looking at you know?
1: three point four four percent, whatever yeah. the hell it is. But yeah, this—I mean, this is a higher ABV, but it's worth it. And, and it's... I'd rather sit and drink one of these than drink four bushes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and don't get me wrong, man. When we had Hunter on the podcast. Uh, last oh, yeah, episode, we were drinking
0: Bush. We were drinking we, Bush. We didn't man. even talk about it.
1: I know. Well, you know what?
0: I, I did want to do the review on it, but
1: I you know I didn't want to leave Hunter sitting there looking at us like, uh... What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. So it was you know
0: no beer nerds.
1: I know, right? <laughs> we, we we kind of have to approach this whole segment as you know if we have a guest on, we have to kind of approach it a little bit differently. Mm. He's not a beer guy. No offense. Oh
0: no, he's he's a beer guy. He's a Beer guy, but, not but he's not a craft beer,
1: craft beer guy. Yeah. So we tried a little bit of a craft. What did we have when he was on? We had a little bit of a craft beer. We oh yeah, we
0: we did uh, the Troves, the Lollyhop. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know, to sit there and talk about beer, I I think it would. It I mean, put we're yeah. him out of his wheelhouse. So it would have it would have been you and I having a banter with him sitting there looking at us, going, "What yeah, the hell's going on?" Yeah. So I think it was the right move by not approaching it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, when it's just you and I, yeah, hell yeah, let's get after it. But,
0: yeah. Um,
1: and that I, was I a, mean, there's... a special circumstance. But I'll tell you what, I was kind of enjoying the bush. I got to be honest sure. with
0: you. I mean, I'll, dude, I'll drink anything.
1: I was laughing because you you sent me a message. We're like, we're going to review bush. We're going
0: to do bush. <laughs> we're going to do bush <laughs> I was lattes. Laughing. I went,
1: oh, oh, wait, you're serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was good. It wasn't bad at all. Hey, man, look, when it comes to backyard barbecues and parties and stuff like that, I'm going to be throwing a banger in September. Nice. And I'm not going to have a lot of craft beer. I'm no. going to go out with a Yingling Lager or uh, MGD or something like that. Give me another Ying Ying. Yeah, you little Ying Ying. Uh, but it's it's something that you'd be able to drink a couple and not, you know, end up sleeping in my grass. You know what I mean? So this I'll is not something you want to drink ten of them because you're going to be in some trouble.
0: Oh man. And I'll tell you what, just the craft beer hangover is. Right up there with a, with with a wine, wine hangover. hangover.
2: Yes, yeah. sir. I'm 100% <laughs> and, on board with
0: that. Man, they're bad. That's that's when you the next day you wish your heart would just stop beating yeah. so <laughs> your head would stop pounding. It's like I could feel my heart beating yeah. in my head. Well, then, then that's
1: it. Moderation, brother. Moderation. Yep. You got to stick that's with it. that moderation, Mrs. Masura. <laughs> Look at that. Look at how it transcends. I'm telling you. We're all about it. All about it, but how long have we been talking about this beer? I mean, this is badass. A while, a hundred percent. But uh, twenty
0: minutes. Yeah,
1: you know, well, that's good. We're usually on like about a but minute fifty. We we talked rant. about.
0: I, I watched uh, the Captain Lawrence review the other day. That was twenty some minutes. Yeah, well, but I mean it. It, it warrants it. it. It this beer is legitimately like a ride. It's like an experience. Yeah, like absolutely. As, as it warms up, well, and that's I'm it. It
1: started to warm up for me now. I mean, we've been and it starts know, kind of getting like in.
0: like a nuttiness to it. And I don't hate it. Not even a little.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a a different flavor. And it's a different... I don't want to say texture because that doesn't make any sense. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Liquid texture. Yeah, liquid texture. Uh, But it's... I don't know. I got to get better with my descriptive terminology because I kind of suck at this game. But, you know, I can describe different fruits and stuff like that. But, you know, it's... You know again I guess refreshing is the
0: only it's a great place beer. I can go. It's a great beer. There's there's no denying that this is just a good beer. The fact that there's no fruit in this. Yeah. There's no lactose in mm-hmm. this. This beer it, is it's stupid. It's it's stupid that he he could do something like this without lactose or fruit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 impressive. I mean like I see I don't I don't do well in the sun. I'm like a I'm I'm like a ginger man. I I don't do well. Like sun hates me. It burns me terrible. So I could see myself chilling on a boat, drinking a couple of these. I was like kicking back, and I was definitely going
0: down a different road for a minute. Whoa! I was like, we're in different conversations. I get, I get get sunburned. You
1: know, the sun hates me. So um, this is definitely one of those refreshing beers where you're like, you're out in the heat. It's uh, whether at the beach, the lake.
0: You get yourself a late glaze.
1: That's it. You 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 knock back a few of these, and the sun doesn't matter anymore. Sun so can kiss my ass once I drink a few of these,
0: man. I I'm telling you, man, that is just. Well, I bottom mean, bottom line, it's a one.
1: Get after it while it's good because uh, it's not going to be around long.
0: No, I really don't think it is.
1: I, Pack Brewing, Lake Hayes, Down Under. And I'll tell you what. If you get an opportunity and you're in the area, go check out the brewery. Yeah. Because it is an experience. I mean, uh, their brunch on Sundays, People Saturdays, are going to think at
0: this point that
1: bananas. They're we paying there. Us. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, they, no, they
0: They really don't.
1: <laughs> we are not affiliated with them. We are not being paid by them. We are just big fans.
0: We're just friends.
1: And that's it. And we're fans of other beers as well. Yeah. They just aren't as close as they are.
0: (laughs) No. No.
1: So it's awfully convenient to be able to drive up there, hang out during the day, eat some. Dude, their burgers are top notch. They got a great taco flight right now that is absolutely absurd. So, yeah. I mean, for as as good as Logan is at brewing the beer, I got to meet their chef. Because uh, we need to talk to him. Yeah. Because he does just as good a job at putting together a menu True. that matches up. I had a French onion soup that was done with one of their stouts. It was bananas. Yeah. Th- that,
2: that,
0: was a, that was a good conversation we had during that podcast about using the beer that they brew there in the kitchen. And, Absolutely. Uh, you guys got in your, your chili conversation. Oh,
1: man, dude. I got to get nuts with some chili soon. You
0: know what, what would be... Uh, something fun would do a little turkey chili
1: oh hell yeah dude you know what i did a couple actually yesterday in fact i did a i did some chicken tacos Ooh! so i did them in the crock pot yeah. so i made my i make my own chicken chili seasoning i don't buy that mccormick crap i make my own chili seasoning
0: this this could be a good conversation but go ahead We have to get back into seasoning. All
1: right. So, what I did was, I made my seasoning. I put some just some chicken broth on top of some boneless, skinless chicken breast, threw some of my taco seasoning in there, and I let it rock for like five hours. So, man, it was bananas. We my whole family ate like crazy. We ate everything, every bit of it. Let me
0: get this straight. You turned the chicken into bananas in the crock pot. Indeed. Okay. So, they were banana tacos then. Banana tacos.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, no, they were they were pretty badass. What it,
0: so to make a like a taco? You are you are you willing to give away your your spice recipe, or can you steer us in the direction of a decent? No, taco I'll give it away. I don't mind
1: recipe? it. I don't mind it. I mean, basically, it's just a handful of spices. It's not yeah. a whole lot. I it,
0: I'm I'm just wondering if if we're doing the same thing because when Bridget buys like ground beef mm-hmm. or or ground turkey or whatever we're gonna use to make tacos. Uh, I usually just season it myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to do, but I, I'm just wondering how close we are on well, the same page. The,
1: the main spices you need for your taco seasoning is your chili powder and your cumin. Cumin, yep. Yeah. That's it. You start adding your, um, your, uh, your garlic powder, your onion powder, and you add a little bit. I, I mean, I have, um, the, uh, uh the hell is it's a green not parsley but the cilantro cilantro i have a little dried cilantro Mm -hmm. and uh, i use a little bit of cayenne
0: but
1: i don't go nuts to cayenne because my kids eat it
0: yeah so i mean we're basically doing the same thing we always have cilantro like fresh off the like yeah like the actual like head of cilantro it's so cheap it's like
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like $0.80 a, cents a pack. 90, and then you get a big bushel of it. Nine when it's expensive.
0: Yeah, you, you pluck it, chop it up nice. Yeah. Throw a little olive oil in the pan, then I'll, like, soften up. Like, I'll dice some onions, soften them up, then throw the beef on top of that. Yeah. You know, mix a little bit of that in. Sometimes, like, a jalapeno here or there. That's it. You're like the
1: jalapeno king. I swear. I love you put jalapeno. That... you freaking Captain Crunch. Yep. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, it. that's it. Jalapeno is by far... My favorite pepper. Yeah, we're this place is gonna be a jalapeno plantation this year, <laughs> because I already have a spot picked out outside the the kitchen here. Yeah, I'm just gonna plant a row of jalapeno. Do it plants. up,
1: man. We'll get nuts, man, with some chili and stuff like that. it's yeah. gonna be good. It's gonna be a good year for this. T-
0: tell me, there's a better tasting pepper than a jalapeno. It, no, it's, I'm it's, a big fan. Listen, it's I like, like hybrid garlic. Yeah, and I, that's that's why I love a jalapeno. I
1: agree 100. percent I like habanero for the flavor. They're a little bit hot. Ooh, they're they're, they're really, sharp. Yeah, they're definitely getting into the spice, but the flavor is very fruity.
0: I would say if my my second favorite pepper isn't a habanero, it would be a Hungarian hot, like a long green one. I've
1: never had one.
0: Ooh, those those are like the super long green, like witch finger peppers. Sure, sure. That uh, my grandmother used to just fry them in oil and okay. eat them, just like like a a nice big piece of bread. Yeah. She just be eating bread and peppers. Oh man. Yeah, it's awesome. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, the jalapenos are, are pretty solid. I mean, you know, I I I don't do well with like super hot, but I like fla- I like we'll hot see. for the sake of flavor. I don't like hot for the sake of hot. You know what I mean? So that's where I get into the 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 cayenne and the chili and all that stuff for my taste. We'll see what happens, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to get interesting in the uh, the next couple of weeks. We'll see how yeah. this plays out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will kill a turkey just for the meat at this point, just to make sure that this happens. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're not you're not you're not escaping this one. No.
1: <laughs> no one's getting out alive. But no, hey, listen, I'm all in. I'm yeah. all in. We're going to have to bust out the bleep button for sure. Yeah, uh, but nonetheless, we have a really I'm interesting
0: in. thing coming up, and that, we'll leave it at that. And it's it's gonna be hot. It's gonna
1: be hot, but I dig it. I dig it. I'm digging the beer. I'm digging the food aspect of it. Uh, we're getting down to uh, the nitty gritty. We got two days for uh, Turkey Season opens for the youth opener
0: for the youths.
1: So it's gonna be interesting. The youths, I'm, uh, the youths, two youths. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get my son out on uh, Saturday. Try and kill a bird. So that'll be interesting. We'll have some, hopefully we'll have some meat from that. Uh, thank you, Mark, for allowing us to come up here and yep. uh, hunt on your property. It's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of birds flying around <laughs> up here, man.
0: I mean, uh, I was thinking the other day what what I would do if I was going to hunt on Saturday. I legitimately think I would get to the closest tree Yeah. and just plop down and sit. Yeah. I mean, definitely set up a blind and some chairs make it comfortable yeah but i also think you could sit at any tree and if yeah. you sit there long enough i think a turkey will walk by you at some point yeah, the, yeah. this, I, I this g- hill I got a bit of a
1: plan for sure but... yeah the,
0: this south facing hill is just they live here
1: yeah they love it yeah and it's great i mean you know to for for uh uh an experienced hunter
0: that's when I was like,
1: well, it's like fishing a barrel.
0: But it's absolutely amazing for somebody you're trying to get into hunting. And
1: that's it. Yep. When you're trying to get somebody's, uh, you know, because my, my oldest son hunts, he's been hunting with me since he's seven. He's 11 now. And he hasn't killed a bird since he's seven. He shot a Jake when he was seven, and we had an absolute blast doing it. Uh, my good friend Damien filmed everything for us. So we're fortunate to have that on film to where he yeah. can watch it whenever he wants uh, so I'm really looking forward to filming this. Hopefully we can get him a bird. See, um we'll see how it plays out, but
0: yeah, I mean I like going over to the farm that I hunt which I and I call it the farm. It's it's not a working farm anymore, but it's a big track of land. Right, right. And that's that's when I like I like getting out there. I like spending the whole morning. Yeah. You know, and just get I know, I'm the and trekking all over the place and moving all over and getting into you know, whatever. You, yeah. Even if you don't see turkeys, and you're crossing streams, and you're climbing hills, and I, I just love crawling around through the grass, and that—that's what turkey season is to me.
1: And that's it. I mean, I've, I've had mornings where I've killed one by seven thirty, and I'm done, and it's yeah. almost a letdown.
0: And, and that's that. That same thing. That time that I took Bridget over there, and it was just like, it's never happened to me over yeah, there yeah, before. Yeah. That, that experience with a turkey, you just crested the hill and it was, it was <laughs> it legitimate. Like perfect. she perfect. She, I still don't think she understands what, like, I've been hunting there for four or five years. I've yeah. never had that happen. Right, right, right. Like, that, that perfect encounter where it's just like, I had him on a, like a string pulling sure, him in and sure. it was just it was unbelievable I, and I, I was just like well don't get used to that yeah. that was yeah. amazing I,
1: I know same thing with, with jason you know what i mean uh we went out his first year and uh we didn't have much luck in the morning uh you know no birds were gobbling there just wasn't anything no action at all and he fell asleep so he was kind of cashed out and it was around nine o'clock I heard a gobble way back behind me and I'm like, oh boy, here's a, here's a bird out there. Yeah. So I started calling to him a little bit. He responded. I was like, all right, it's, it's all my donkey Kong. I woke him up. He sat up and, uh, the Jakes came in behind us and Damien was good enough to get some great footage of them coming up behind us from the neighboring property Yeah. over the wall into the field. And he ended up flattening a bird, you know, and, yeah. and it was a great, great time, uh, <clears throat> Great experience for him. So now we're we're, we're after a, a, a more mature bird, but you know we got to get him out there. He's eleven, so he's still under the youth mentor season, which right. in Pennsylvania is an absolutely phenomenal thing because it allows us to get a hold of these kids before they get lost to the. PlayStations and the YouTubes and the right. Facebooks and, and the social media and the digital exposure that a lot of these kids are subjected to, uh, you know, nowadays. So it allows us to kind of help these kids get out there and get bit by the bug, so to speak, uh, before right. they yes. get uh, sidetracked with other stuff. So, uh, yeah, the youth mentor season is is absolute blessing uh, to uh, introduce young kids out there to the, uh, to the outdoors and to hunting turkeys.
0: And wives, wives too, man. Wives too, but this is it. She's she's got to uh, finish that course.
1: You know, it's not that bad.
0: I mean, we're we're she's halfway through it. That's great. You know what I mean. I mean that's, but not done yet. So we'll be getting uh, the mentor.
1: The adult mentor license is a great thing as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean it,
1: it, 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 it gets somebody out there and gives them the opportunity to experience what we do, you know, on a yearly basis, on an annual basis, without having to go through the whole rigmarole of yeah. going through the, the hunter safety course and, you know, because it is a lot, no question. Um, is it worth it? Sure. But you have to be driven to get yeah. through that. Yeah. So if you get a bit of a taste for what it's going on with what we do, well then absolutely you're you're more likely gonna tough it up and, and, and get through the uh the course. But true, true. It's it, you know, to have that youth mentor and the adult mentor opportunity here in Pennsylvania is fantastic and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. And uh kudos to the Pennsylvania Game Commission for making that happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're making some uh Good decisions. I'm, I'm with them. Yeah, a you couple know?
1: two-tree, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For a, as much as they've been kind of hurting in the PR department over the last couple of years, they're making some good decisions, and, uh, you know, you can't help but support them. I mean, some people just live to see them go down in flames, but, you know, listen, they're the ones who uh, set us up for success in the long term, so i, I got to support them in uh, in this kind of capacity.
0: The game commission. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it, it's tough it's tough for them to get a win right now sure. ba- based on the average age of of the outdoorsmen in Pennsylvania absolutely so i mean <laughs> that's a tough crowd to win you know a bunch of uh hard-headed mostly older men
1: well sure so is.
0: i mean for them to be making the quote unquote progressive decisions that they are Mm -hmm. that's uh that takes a set to to do that oh you know what i mean it's uh it's a progressive time in pennsylvania and you know there's a lot of people who don't like it and i'm telling you right now think about what happened with the antler restrictions 10 years ago just my thoughts exactly just i'm 100% on board with that (laughs) just accept that (laughs) and think about it for a minute because that's it's this it's the same thing
1: and and that's it you know a large majority of the people who are still actively hunting in this state are you know 40 50 years old you know what i mean they're in the later stages and maybe that's not the appropriate terminology to use but they're not your millennial younger group no. of hunters okay nope. so they're more the traditional guys who are out there going to deer camp. They've been going since they were kids, that kind of thing. You know, so they're they're a little pissed off at at the game commission right now based on the decisions they're making. But the decisions that the game commission are making right now are going to pay great dividends In the ten future. years from yeah, now. Absolutely. And I think that's the way they're looking at it. And I and I support it a hundred percent because I see the way my kids are growing up. I see um well Good example. We had, you know, Hunter Wallace on here. So Hunter Wallace is—was he twenty-one, twenty-two years old?
0: I think he's twenty-two. Twenty-two. I hope he's twenty-one.
1: Well, I know, right? Otherwise, <laughs> we in trouble. Um,
0: but, no, he's—he's you know, he's twenty-one. I—I I think he's twenty. He's probably going to be twenty-two soon. I would think.
1: So his his age group is kind of the tail end of I, I would imagine oh, yeah. of the millennial air quote millennial uh, generation, and. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, the millennials are worthless. You know, they just, they're all strung out on, you know, the, it just, it just gets really, really, um, they kind of pinhole these guys, these millennial generation. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of, for instance, um, Top Chef. You ever mm-hmm. watch Top Chef?
2: hmm
1: There's a lot of guys that are in their early to mid-20s that are putting out some of the best food in the country right now. There's a lot of guys like Hunter Wallace who are really—they've shown that they are uh worthy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've shown that they are respectful. I mean, when they look you in the eye, they shake your hand yeah. with a firm hand grip. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there where I think they get kind of a a a, a bit of a, a a bum rap. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of what the society sees as the millennials I mean
0: yeah. you don't want to get me going on millennials because
1: no, technically because you're technically kind of like they the consider first... me a millennial
0: yeah. which is straight up bullshit like all right first of all stop classifying every every age group as a a certain you know you're stereotyping 100%. an entire age group i mean it's it's just it's not fair I mean the the environment that every generation lives in is created by the generation before it you have to live within your circumstance and it's it's completely unfair for the previous generation to label the generation that comes after it as lazy or or you know not not hungry or or yeah whatever it is i mean you created this economy you created this that I could I could go I, know, on. I, I could go it's, on and on it's, it, it's a
1: deep hole for sure and yeah I but, mean
0: but but a lot of people you know it, that the nature of, of a human is is to be comfortable to, to not really have to do anything extra or go forward your your body and your mind wants you to conserve energy and be comfortable naturally you got to step out of your comfort zone a lot of people don't want to do it and but that's that's every single generation. You know, I I guarantee that the next generation that comes along, whatever they're they're gonna be. What did they name them yet? I don't even know. I'm sure that they're worthless. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's but, just how it's gonna go. And but, and look, I'm I'm already in that mindset. There, there yeah. it is. They're gonna be, they're gonna be terrible. Sure.
1: You know, and and, and again, a lot of, it skips over generations. And, and like you said, it all it all depends on the generation prior to.
0: Because I I mean like did. Did millennials decide to put themselves in in, in trillions of dollars of debt as, as a collective right. generation for, for college? No. The generation be before us set that up. Right. And that's the nature of it. You got pushed into college. Everyone had to have a college education. You weren't going to get anywhere without it. That system is so corrupt it's not even funny
1: no i agree and even if you go bankrupt you're stuck with that debt yeah you know what i mean it, it's a crazy scene but again not to get off on too deep of a tangent but <laughs> yeah the fact that the point i'm trying to get to is you know there there's a lot of people out there who the decisions that are being made by the current uh you know people in power the game commission that are, are currently right now they're they're looking ahead yeah. And so there may not they may not appeal to the guy who's my age in their early to mid forties to the mid fifties. The decisions they're making may not appeal to us. Now to me, yeah, sure. I get it because I, I, I mean, I, I'm forward thinking. I look at my kids and what they're gonna need. I look at a generation ahead of them and what they're gonna need. So I'm hundred percent on board because I just wanna see this keep going.
0: Okay, can, can consider if one young person who may not have hunted on Monday kills a slammer deer on Saturday yeah. this year. Yeah. And they are the best storyteller to come come along into the hunting industry. Right. Do you realize the repercussions that will have?
1: How beneficial would that be? That's
0: that's it. I mean, it just one that would make the entire thing worth it. Tenfold. Tenfold. 100%.
1: Three tenfold. I agree. So for the guys like myself who are in their 40s and 50s, you know what I mean? The traditional aspect, I get it. It's a challenge to look past that and to say, look, this is what I've been doing since I was a kid. Yeah. This is hard for me to look past and to say, look, I'm okay with this because I'm not. I want to be able to go on Friday up to my camp, spend all day Saturday clearing lanes Setting up stands, doing that whole thing. Sunday, we have a barbecue. Yeah, it we have a cookout. And then Monday, we get after it because all the schools are out. Well, guess what? Not all the schools are out on Mondays. Yeah. There's a lot of schools that you have to go to school on Monday. There's a lot of guys in the retail industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys who are in the.
0: There are guys who, who, I I mean, I've seen it all over social media saying this is the first year I'm ever going to get to hunt on the first day. Well, that's it. The trade industry. And
2: no one. Your
1: carpenters, your electricians, your plumbers. These guys don't get a day off. Yeah. So if they take off Monday, they don't get paid. So, to be able to go out on Saturday, I know we're kind of getting restrained off, but hey, what the hell? Why not?
0: This is what we do. I mean, that's where it led us.
1: <clears throat> and that's it. So, you get these guys that are able to get out. So, you get a guy who's an electrician, mm-hmm. okay? He doesn't get to go out Monday because if he just takes Monday off, he don't get paid. So, guess what? Now, Saturday is an opener. Well, he can go out Saturday and he can take his kid. Yeah. So, now we got two guys who are out in the woods buying a license, buying ammo, buying camo, buying guns. Yeah. So, you know, it all trickles down. You know what I mean? And if, like you said, that guy who's an electrician takes his kid out, who's 14 years old, kills a deer, tells a great story to his class, tells a great story to... I don't know. There's a say. There's a an essay contest that he enters through Field and Stream, I, I, and 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 it trickles down from there. And all of a sudden, you've got the world's next Steve Rinella. Yeah. You got the next world's next Aldo Leopold. You got the world's next, you know, storyteller that can go out there and inspire a whole new generation of people to uh, pursue what experienced because of a change that was made a progressive change that was yep. made by the current you know people in
0: power yep i had the story of my first year published when i was a little kid
1: there you go yep. it's a good example you know what i mean somebody says hey look we're going to do an essay contest write an essay and we'll give you i don't know a free set a camo or uh you'll win uh whatever you see these all the time in field and stream and turkey call magazine in deer and deer hunting magazine in whatever you name it the list goes on yeah there's loads of these publications out there that are looking for the next storyteller yep and you get a kid who just happens to be in the right place at the right time and is able to tell a story and, you know, you're going to inspire a new generation.
0: That's it. I mean, the older generation needs to get out of the of the selfish mindset.
1: A hundred percent. And I'm that older generation. I'm 43. So maybe I'm the earl the, the You're the fringe class. Set of the, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm on the fringe yeah. of it. But I get it. You know what I mean? And I'm all about sacrificing what my traditions have told me over the years for the next generations to come up and to be a part of of what we do because if we don't inspire the next generation we're screwed man all that we're doing is for nothing because it doesn't matter how many days i get out how many licenses i buy doesn't matter how much camo ammo guns bows arrows it makes no difference what i do because eventually it's going to come to an end so the generation behind me has to come up and take the place of me when i stop doing what i'm doing And if I can't inspire that generation, well, then I'm doing a disservice to all of us.
0: Yep.
1: 100%. I need to make a t-shirt that's
0: 100%. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. H-U-N-N-I-T. 100%. We need to step down. Step down off our soapboxes. Or something.
1: (laughs) Shit, man. We, i tell you what, we get fired up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny how it goes from zero to 60.
1: Seriously. Well, you know what? We're passionate. And, yeah. and a lot of the guys who listen to us and who follow us, you guys are all passionate too. So, you know, take a lead, man. Go ahead. Get after it. You know, make make a statement.
0: Buy a Sand County Almanac and start Buy reading it. Buy a Sand County Almanac.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sand County Almanac. Holy shit. Now I'm, I'm following your lead. <laughs> sand. I'm following your who? No, you know, just take yeah. a lead, get after it, write something, post something, challenge somebody, make a statement. Yeah. Call it a day, man, because the people behind us are the people who are gonna make what we're doing worth it.
0: Yep. That's it. It's got it's got to live on, and that and. No one else is going to do it. No, and it has and, to be the people involved in it now, and
1: that's it. It's the people who are involved in it now who have to pave the way for the people coming behind us. And if we don't do that, damn us all. Yep. Because we're screwed. Because we're going to hit a dead wall. We're going to hit a dead end, and we're the the wall is going to be too tall for those behind of us to climb. So we need to make this happen. Yep. And again, yeah, soapbox. I get yeah. it, and I'm on there, and I'm cool with it
0: yeah you know but but it it has to be done some way or another and
1: that's it we got to pave the way man we and we got to make it easier for those coming up behind us so yeah. whether it's making uh Saturday the opening for rifle deer season I get it a lot of people hate it you know I myself included I'm like damn that sucks because you see this tradition that's kind of going by the wayside but I look at the tradition of it and I look at, at the potential of it I'm a hundred percent on board with the potential versus the traditional.
0: Has a very high ROI in the long run.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you get that return on investment and and you you can't deny that. Yeah. So, uh we got to make it easier for the generation coming up behind us to be successful in what they do so that they can pass that on to the generation behind them yep. and we keep this ball rolling, folks.
0: Yep. And the, I think the the last thing that I want to close with is legitimately get yourself a copy of the San County Almanac because it it it'll it'll reignite your flame.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that's why I'm getting off on this tension yeah. right now. I because he
0: he he saw he saw what was going to. He he saw it in what was it? 19- 1940s. 1940s. Yeah. He saw conservation just, years ago. just falling off like I don't know, before it even started essentially. Yeah. Like he he saw where society was going and and he I don't know, he's kind of spot on.
1: And that was it. I mean, you know, that was a different time when he he was very observant. And I got to say that's probably the key word is observant. Yeah. He is uh, the master of looking around, seeing what's going on, and putting a pin in it. Yep. And, uh, you know.
0: where it's going to go.
1: And and that's it. I mean, that was really, uh, when you look at the uh, Industrial Revolution, I mean, when you're in your history classes looking at industrial revolution, I mean, you know, he was seeing what was happening and how quickly things were um, advancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like, whoa, this is really getting out of hand quick. And if we're not careful, we're going to outrun ourselves. Yep. And that's exactly what's happened. Don't look at land as a commodity. That's it. Yep. You know, we the land doesn't belong to us. We belong
0: to it. And when... It's a hard thing to wrap. It's, it. I'll admit, it's a it's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. Sure, but and especially like being a little bit younger, I I I understand how far people my age could possibly be from that. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's a mind blowing thing. I mean, sure, and, that's a, it, and
1: it's a cultural thing.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know? There, there's there's somebody my age living in the middle of New York City right now who doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. and has no idea
1: their idea of wildlife is central park
0: yeah yeah yep. pigeons
1: <laughs> it's crazy but and, and that's it. it's not that it's their fault it's what they're exposed to yeah so, and, and that comes back around to let's just make
0: it
2: let's just make it more sacrifice. popular yeah you and know? It,
1: we, we make the sacrifice we 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 spread the word on the sand county almanac i mean it's something that simple to where people start to pick it up and go okay i'm going to take a look at this because these guys are really raving about it yeah so let me take a look at it this and is this is why though because no, open your eyes
0: no one ever explained the hype behind it
1: and no, and no one ever right. talked
0: about it. everyone said oh it's a good book it's a
1: great book you got to check it out if you're looking at it for but a, no one ever a, spoke know, to it what's what's a good book in regard to conservation yep and you know, as far as I've read so far, it's not so much a book about conservation. It's a book about the culture of the outdoors and yeah. what
0: it has to offer and what it can teach you. And how it, it legitimately transcends it. I mean, 100%. It, it gives you the definition of how life is supposed to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So get after it, ladies and gentlemen. That's Join it. Join
1: us in this little... You know, endeavor that we've got going on with checking out the book and reading along and discussing the you owe it to parts and chapters. Absolutely, if you spend any time outdoors, you owe it to yourself to check this out. And again, my my bad, I, I've you know really dragged ass on this Same. and dragged my feet and, and haven't gotten into it. But now something that I else. have, I'm a hundred percent grateful yeah, that it's I have. Yeah, something else. Absolutely, absolutely. So get after it. It's going to definitely set the pace for. The way you look at the wild, the way you look at nature, the way you look at your own life. Yeah. I mean, it really is going to change the way you see things. So True. please, by all means.
0: And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Hell 12 yeah, before 4 I get myself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've taken up an hour and a half of your time. Indeed. A little bit more. So as always, if you like what you hear, like it, rate it subscribe Mm -hmm. share etc etc all those social media things all
1: that fun stuff you can follow mark at uh, at sons of the hunt and uh i'm at uh black rock outdoors and there's all kinds of fun stuff coming on the pipeline because turkey season is about to hit the ground running yep and uh we're gonna get busy
0: yep and we've got a lot of other semantics behind the scenes things that will be coming big things coming once archery season kicks off it it'll uh that's it we got a
1: lot of cool plans about about happening for off. the summer for the off season so stay tuned
0: a lot of video content coming so oh, yeah thank you everyone and we will see you in episode nine nine baby nine dig it later yeah